This is the WHL This Week Radio Edition, presented by the Western Hockey League. Here's your host, John Keane. And welcome to the show. The WHL has ushered in mandatory neck protection as of this weekend. WHL's Vice President of Hockey, Richard Dirksen, explains that move in moments. Fraser Minton had a whirlwind start to his season. After a month of the NHL's Toronto Maple Leafs, Minton back in Kamloops, where he was named the captain of the Blazers this week. I'll have more with him. And being that it's November, the focus shifting to men's health awareness. Head coach of the Vancouver Giants, Manny Viveros, has his own personal story. He'll join us as well. First up. The WHL has announced the adoption of mandatory neck guard protection for all players effective this weekend. We have the WHL's Vice President of Hockey, Richard Dirksen, on the line to talk about this move that came down on Wednesday. Uh, Richard, first of all, uh, obviously this is uh, in reaction to a terrible incident that happened uh, overseas, but what led the WHL to, to make this move and get it in place this weekend? Well, following the tragic uh, incident that happened in England over the weekend, uh, obviously we had discussion here in the office uh, on Monday morning, and uh, certainly some of our teams were calling as well uh, with with their thoughts. So uh, we immediately got on the uh, topic as to how we could address this. Uh, Ron had uh, some conversations with members of the executive committee, including chairman of the board, Bruce Hamilton, and then we had a conference call uh, with the executive committee yesterday where we had it on the agenda, and uh, they were all in full agreement with our recommendation that uh, man- uh, neck guards should be made mandatory as soon as possible. Uh, we then uh, notified our clubs following that uh, call and uh, issued the release uh, late yesterday afternoon. This has sparked a lot of questions uh, around the hockey world, for sure. Uh, the NHL is now in discussion with uh, the league and the Players Association. Uh, so this seems to be a, a movement that is uh, you know, spreading across hockey right now. And again, uh, probably uh, very deserving. Uh, you know, it's an area that uh, from our, per, our own league, uh, you know, watching and emulating the National Hockey League, uh, where they have not worn the neck guards, uh, we haven't either. And yet, uh, when something like this happens, it just brings to uh, to all of us uh, exactly what could happen in any game at any time. So I think the prudent thing was to uh, do what we have done, make them mandatory. And uh, I certainly feel the players uh, will respect the decision that we are uh, implementing. I know the league is also anticipating some challenges here in the delivery of the net guard equipment, uh, namely because you do have some teams right now on the midst of a longer road trip, maybe out east or out west. So uh, how is, you know, some of the uh, equipment supply getting to some of these teams or what's the plan there? We have been working uh, very diligently on that matter. Uh, Bauer is the official CHL supplier for net guards. Uh, so we've had a lot of uh, correspondence with them through the course of this week. We have made the uh, neck guards mandatory for games effective on Friday night. However, with the understanding that for the teams that will not be able to receive them, uh, they would be implemented when uh, the team, in fact, does receive them. So I would think for this weekend we will have uh, only a few teams that will be having are wearing the neck guards but uh, certainly by next weekend, we envision all of our teams will have neck guards in place. Rick, nice to see the WHL take this initiative. Uh, no doubt a positive move across the hockey landscape, given uh, the tragedy overseas. Uh, thanks for being our guest here on WHL this week. Thanks, John. 
You're listening to the WHL This Week, Radio Edition. Toronto Maple Leafs second-round pick Fraser Minton has spent the last six weeks with the NHL club. After four games in the regular season, he was reassigned back to the Kamloops Blazers for his 19-year-old season. We spoke this week about his time in Toronto and coming back to Kamloops. I'm really proud of how it went for myself personally. Uh, happy with what I was able to accomplish. Um, obviously, a little ahead of, ahead of schedule in, in most people's eyes, I think. Um, but for me, it was just about continuing my process that I do every day of just trying to be intentional with, with what I work on and um, be in the moment and, and give everything I got. And uh, felt I was able to, to surpass some of the guys there at camp because of that. And uh, obviously... Very grateful that I got those opportunities that the staff there believed in me. And uh, yeah, I was, was leaving there with, with no regrets and just uh, more confidence for sure. Yeah, and you, you come back and, and bring that confidence back here. Name the captain, by the way. Congratulations today yeah, on that. Uh, that's awesome. That was a, a bit of a slam dunk, uh, but still had to go through the process on that. Uh, so this is this is your team. What, is, what does that mean to you here as you, you get going here this weekend? It's uh, it's exciting for sure. It's a huge honor to be named that. Um, we've had lots of unreal players wear that in the past year, and uh, from the the day I signed, that was kind of something I, I had in mind as a goal at one point, wanting to to be a leader on this team and be the leader on the team. Um, had a, had a one of my midget coach. I remember when I signed, he, he told me I was going to be the captain <laughs> one day, and yeah. uh, so to to be it now is is pretty cool. Obviously, but uh, I think uh, nothing really changes. Just just be myself and continue to be a good teammate and play hard. I think you were in uh, Jim Tree Living's office first. I think you called your parents though first, right? Like, take me through the conversation you had with 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 Tree Living, and then the, and then the phone call. Yeah. Um, so we played in Detroit the final preseason game there. Um, I believe. That was on a Sunday or a sa- it was on a Saturday maybe and uh, you had to have the roster submitted by Monday I believe mm-hmm. um, so Sunday was kind of cuts everybody knew cuts were coming Sunday yeah. we had to get the group down uh, and then on the plane ride back from Detroit Saturday night uh, GM was calling up guys one by one to the front of the plane uh, so knew I was gonna have a, a conversation there that night and, and you didn't and know at that point right no like- no idea at that point um, oh. Still probably expecting I would be sent down, just yeah. age. By the way, Shel- Sheldon Keith loves you like like you're his <laughs> child, I think, too. Yeah, like, he's, crazy. he's been super supportive, yeah. which, is, which yeah. is great. Anyways, continue. Yeah, so we went up to the front and uh, sat beside Brad, and he said that, that all the guys that had come up previously had been told they were going down. Uh, but for me, he didn't know yet. He wasn't sure. He wasn't sure yeah. because uh, cap related. He, he he said that I played well enough throughout preseason that I deserve an opportunity, but because of my age, because of the, the development aspect of being a young guy mm-hmm. versus going back to junior, they hadn't made a decision on if they're gonna make moves or, or open up some space to give me an opportunity to start the season there. Um, so I was kind of like, okay, that's great. Like I was happy to hear it. But just you're still that. in limbo. Like there's but I'm no... still in limbo. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Sunday was was Thanksgiving there, and I was uh, Morgan Riley, who's who's an awesome dude. He he invited me out to his. He's got a little farmhouse out there uh, outside yeah, with, of the with, city. With Tessa Virtue, right? They're yeah, married. with his his yeah. his wife. Yeah. So yeah. Um, they invited me out to have Thanksgiving meal with them and their families, which was awesome. And just in the car on the on the way there, got the call from Brad. 
saying that I was gonna gonna stick around. Oh man, which was did did Morgan very special? Think, like Morgan Riley would have known that that call was coming. No, like, uh, he he actually asked me when I got out of the car and when I arrived there. Like if I knew what was going on, yeah, uh, and I told uh, him. So he was he was oh, pretty wow. pumped too, wow. which was sweet. That's awesome. Yeah, and then uh, I think first call was to my mom and dad. Called Bryce. I don't think he picked up. I think <laughs> he was busy doing something. <laughs> yeah. Then uh, texted a couple of my buddies back home and uh, all those guys, and uh, that was pretty pretty cool. They're they're super pumped. So how do you adjust now? How do you get back to, um, you know, I'm not going to say, you know, the, the Blazers is great. I mean, I think the organization is great. You get treated well, but it's still junior hockey, right? Um, you know, and we're still going to be busting to Spokane and uh, Wenatchee and all these places. But, um, you know, like, is it a tough adjustment for you? Like, do you think you got enough of that champagne lifestyle uh, that's going to change you this year at all? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it'll be that tough. I think this is, like, the in- adjustment to that level is, was way tougher than just coming back will be because I'm, I'm used to this. This mm-hmm. is what I've been doing for the past three years consistently. So it feels more, uh, like, like natural probably at this point. It's good to go through that. It, it makes you really appreciate when you get to that level how, how sick it is and, and how well-treated you are um, having gone through the lower levels and kind of, grinding it out so to speak but it's also so fun like being with guys your age who are all trying to do the same thing um is just some of the best best moments i think in our lives we'll have um just grinding it out together yeah. in junior hockey That's you know these point. these memories of i don't know just stupid laughs on the bus at <laughs> 4 a.m or whatever like yeah. on your way back from like you said spokane or whatever yeah. those are some of the best times so uh, that stuff will be will be exciting. Happy to get uh, at least another year of that that here for sure. From the drop of the puck to the Edge Chanel Cup, this is the WHL This Week Radio Edition. Prince George Cougars forward Zach Funk has been named the WHL Player of the Month for September and October. Funk with Becker. Funk made a move, cut to the inside. Funk to the backhand again and scores. What a pretty goal by Funk. And he's made it 6-1. to one. The Lang right circle leaves it for Andre Becker. Back to Hunter Lang. Spins it up front. They score! Hat-trick for Zach Funk. Drop the draw. Puck down low right corner. Now came in front. They score. Funk is able to rip it home. Blocker's side. Here's height. In the middle for Funk. Scores! Funk recorded 30 points. That's 14 goals and 16 assists in 14 games to start the season. He sits atop the WHL scoring charts heading into November. His 14 goals ranked third in the WHL. His 16 assists are good enough to leave him tied for fourth. The six foot, 210 pound right winger put up five points on the score sheet on three different occasions through September and October and recorded eight multi point performances through 14 games this season. Elsewhere, Portland Winterhawks netminder Jan Spoonar has been named the WHL Goaltender of the Month. Spoonar, the 19-year-old Czech import, went 7-2 with a 1.63 goals against average and a 9.36 save percentage along with one shutout to start the season. The 6'3", 199-pound Spoonar has allowed two or less goals in eight of his nine appearances so far this season. And Prince George Cougars forward Tarek Parasak has been named the WHL's Rookie of the Month. He recorded 29 points in 14 games to start the season. He sits second in WHL scoring behind his teammate, Zach Funk. The Western Hockey League Player of the Week. We have our first repeat winner for the Tempo WHL Player of the Week this season. There's a turnover for a good shot. Scores! 
the Three Ring Circus as Jagger Fergus gets his second hat trick of the season. Seattle Kraken prospect Jagger Furkus of the Moose Jaw Warriors has been named the Tempo WHL Player of the Week. Furkus, selected by the Kraken in the second round, 35th overall of the 2023 NHL Draft, recorded nine points in four games, six of them goals. The Warriors went three for four this past week. This is the second time Furkus has been named the Tempo WHL Player of the Week already this season. He was previously recognized Monday, October 2nd. In the corners and around the boards, the WHL This Week Radio Edition. Vancouver Giants head coach Manny Viveros knows how important November is when it comes to raising awareness towards men's health and men's cancer. Regan Bartell has more. Manny, I want to get real with you for just a second. I'm going to talk to you once this year. November, of course, is a big month for men's health and your battle with prostate cancer. Bring us inside your world a little bit to to when or how it was detected and and, and how you've negotiated through that. Well, actually, uh, uh, I ended up having two cancers. I battled two cancers within the last 18 months or two years. Um, Just I went and got for a routine checkup with with their club in Las Las Vegas uh, in the Golden Knights there, and then uh, my blood results came back that it was looked like some, possibly something could be wrong so we ended up doing it getting it checked out and uh they have, unfortunately it was cancer um and we were quite concerned at first though but we were fortunate enough that we think that we've got it all um and everything since then all my scans and everything else have been really clean so um you know it's something i'm an advocate i have no problem talking about my experience if i can help anybody at all you just go get tested go, go see your doctor uh get a simple blood test the psa test and that could tell a lot and that can make a huge difference of, of you know early detection or uh you know unfortunately some people don't catch it it could be uh, it could be lethal here so but it's something i think at any age even after 40 years old if you have a history in in your family make sure you go see your doctor though so uh, you know it was it was a tough two years um physically mentally and even more so in my family uh, but I'm good now and I'm, I've, I feel really good again I'm healthy and uh, right now you know doctors uh, they'll never ever say you're always cancer free but they said you're about as close as you can be so uh, everything looks really good good to hear okay you and I are about the same age we're in our mid 50s I mean and you talked about getting screened I meant too scared to get a physical or because boy they're, they're really putting their life on the line yeah I, I think you know for me I like I felt fine mm-hmm. like I and I, I you know for the most part I thought I'd take really good care of my Myself. And there wasn't really a whole lot of history in, in, in my family on that, though. So that's something that also, too, could be misleading also, too. So I think it's just like anything else. You need to go in and make sure that you're just, you know, once every six months or go in for a checkup and just, you know, and, and make sure you're, you're you're feeling good. If something's not right, don't be the tough guy. Like, we all think that we are and I can just battle through it. If something's not right, then usually maybe something could be not right. Just go see your doctor. And, you know, it's a 45-minute visit sometimes and then you could you know find something early possibly even better if there's nothing there but at least you have a peace of mind and that's something um you know for me myself of being an ex-athlete also too is we got this macho mentality and uh you know what there's nothing there's there's nothing macho about dealing with cancer it's 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 a it's real and uh, so many millions of people in the world have to deal with this and nowadays they're so good at what they can do with early detection i think it's it can be most part be preventable okay so november when everybody wears 
wears yeah. those goofy mustaches. Yeah. Does, does it? Are we going in the right direction? Do you think it makes an impact whatsoever? I, I certainly do. It okay. brings awareness. I, I think you know over the last year or two, when I've really noticed that when when, when teams do that, you see when someone holds up the card. Uh, you know, uh, I, I'm doing this tonight for my relative or my friend, and 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 it's pretty well. You can notice as probably three quarters of the, the crowd people putting a, a sign up, and that's something how real it is. You know, again, it's a, there's always that stigma. If it, if it doesn't happen to me, it doesn't matter. But it, you know, but it, it can happen. And you think you're invincible at times, and you're certainly not. I certainly thought I was, uh, but it certainly wasn't the case here. So um, it does. It does make it does it does make a matter or, uh, that people are recognizing this. And like I said before, uh, people and the research nowadays, what they're doing with all types of treatments like that, it's getting better. But maybe someday, hopefully, that. Uh, they'll find a way to you know eradicate all of cancer so that's what the end goal is and uh you know the way technology is nowadays you never know and right. hopefully that can happen well you speak from experience nice to see that you've erased c the, the letter c from from your life thanks for uh broaching the subject for me and i think you just you've helped our listeners a little bit as we go into the month of november appreciate it thank you very much and that's the show this week. Big thanks to our guests and to Regan Bartell in Kelowna for his help. I'm John Keen. Have a great weekend.